0: put on lipstick for you guys
1: I rolled up my sleeves so you can I feel tough I'm missing like a pack of cigarettes
2: I my wore my girl. tattered armpit shirt for you Listen, I would be wearing a tattered
0: armpit shirt if my son's pull-up didn't leak on it in oh. the middle of the morning while we were still in bed I was like this is too wet for drool right. I guess I can't
1: wear that anymore where, where, I was his, where was his and- body situated on me?
0: Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Are you kidding? He comes into my room and he's just like, cuddle, 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 move over. I want this pillow. No, not that one. Get away from me. Come closer. Put your head here. I love you. And then I'm like at the foot of the bed like a mutt. And I don't know just- Is it because he's working from home so much
2: or, you know? <laughs>
1: Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the residuals. Residuals. this morning we suddenly had a helicopter flying very low over our house which it's like you know that happens because we're right by the 101 and mm. sometimes it's just a stolen car and we have the citizen app and we got an alert that a motorcyclist had been hit by a car and it said it was half a mile from us mm. um on the road that our street intersects with and 30 minutes after it had happened i went out to get because we didn't bring the trash cans in yesterday because why would we we're quarantined there's no point and I went out to get them, and at the end of our road, there were a group of 30 people congregated because it happened five houses down from us at the end of our road. And there oh. were 30 people just looking, just lucky loose, just wanting to witness someone else's worst day.
0: Were they all out being lucky lose, wearing masks
1: and standing no. six
0: feet apart? No, well,
1: no. fuck every single I had one of them. Go, I had to go lock myself in the bedroom. So I didn't go and scream at them to fucking go away. Anyway, I don't know why I'm sharing that. I'm going to shut up now.
0: No, it's okay. I I am a, um, I come from a long line of nosy rosies. Um, <laughs> and we're pretty hardcore about it. Uh, so if there's anything happening, like I need to know what the fuck is happening in the neighborhood. But when I hear an accident, my first impetus is like, let me make sure everyone's okay and see if I can help. Yes. Like when I heard the accident out here and the truck hit the hospital, I ran outside with like gloves and stuff because I was like That's I don't awesome. if somebody's going to need like I know the hospital's right there but I might get there before <laughs> somebody else does. Yeah. So let me just run out just in case. Um but yeah, like after you know what's going on, you don't need to stand there. Like come on.
1: You don't need to do I know. That. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I want to make sure everyone's okay. I think yeah. also that's an empath thing. Empaths tend mm-hmm. to want to make sure everyone's okay, fix them. How can we help? How can yep. we make it better? Yep. That's their first instinct for everything. Unfortunately, my second instinct, actually my, my primary instinct when something kind of bad, but not like serious bad happens to someone is I laugh, um, which a lot of people don't really like. Like, yeah, like my best friend in high school. I get in we that, that. Yes, yes. So my best friend in high school was on a trampoline and got her leg stuck between the tramp and <laughs> the frame. And she kind of broke her leg and my Whoa. first response was I couldn't stop laughing. And That's then I asked horrible. if she was okay. Oh,
0: so I adorable. think there's a, a I think part of that is relief. I think part it's, of that is like it's a like, nervous thing. You're not you're not dying. You know what's going mm-hmm. on. You've hurt yourself but you're clearly okay also. But then you're also just sort of a dick. Yeah, but then,
1: then like, we'll be, like, like we we lay in bed on our phones because that's what couples do. And my husband will find things on Reddit that are really funny. because, And he knows that I get a kick out of watching people hurt themselves in dumb ways. And he will show it to me. And I will almost piss my pants laughing yeah. for, like, a good five, ten minutes. And he's yeah. like, there's something wrong with you. But he knows it's like, well... She needs a good giggle. There's one thing. It's It's not anyone
0: getting hurt, but it's someone getting swindled. And it is... And I'm going to think about it it. now! And the whole podcast is going to be ruined because I'm not going to be able to
2: stop laughing. (laughs) Oh, shit. Here she goes. We lost
0: joy. Oh, no. Oh, no! The thing about the person who was selling puppies, but they were... Really, ferrets? Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: yep! <laughs> oh my god! She's gone. <laughs> we lost her.
1: She's bright red in the face, everybody. She's, gonna be, she's coughing. <laughs> she can't breathe.
0: I'm crying.
2: She's crying.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. She's like, where is it? <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
1: hey, they, they look kind. Look look up. Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my God. She's wheezing. She's laughing so hard, she's wheezing.
1: A dumpy. A A
2: <laughs>
0: <Are> you okay? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Okay. It's just I don't that's the one thing that every time it gets me. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm I'm right there with you
1: on that. <sighs> oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe should we maybe stop? Yeah, what do you
0: uh what do you broads have to tell me?
1: Well, hi everybody. Um welcome to the uh... Residual. Residual. Uh, This week we have one of my oldest, bestest, closest friends.
0: Bosomist. Yes. Yeah.
1: Who I've known since 1999. Jesus Christ. We met when we were three. Um, (laughs) We met met in a bar. (laughs) Yeah, we met in a bar when I was three. (laughs) Uh, i know kat and i met at um in university (laughs) where i've talked about like the majority of my shit sparked off when i was Mm. in college and we've known each other since we were 21 and or 22 (laughs) just kidding it's 21 um we wrote so that going into that so Kat and I met because we met on Halloween in ninety-nine because I was in a really amazing cover band called Ill Street Blues. I know. Um I was the token lady singer. Um and I was dressed as a Dominatrix because why not? And uh singing God knows what. And Tell that me night, something good. That one I was yeah, I was. I was doing my Shafi Khan i know you wouldn't think it looking at me but i don't sound the way i look when i
2: sing this is true this is very true i
1: was
2: i like i like my version of the story too because i was i was walking outside with my friend and i literally heard emily's voice booming from the outside of this bar and i stopped in my tracks because i play guitar right and i stop in my tracks i'm like who the fuck is that And I walked in, and I I saw her on stage, and I was like, her voice. And it just got me in my tracks. And then I went up to her. I was like, I'm not
1: film. I like England. (laughs) So so our school that we went to, like, I was thinking about it today, Kat. We had some fucking amazing music come out of there. Like, my neighbor across the street was Scott Avett from the Avett Brothers. And at the time, they had a rock band called... um, Nemo. Uh, their band now is like this huge Americana band, and it started at Back porch Nemo, I guess. But we would all back get porch. highly mm, back porch. Yeah. Was it Back porch Nemo? So no, we would back, all get. It was like the back porch. Sorry, yeah. No, I on. think yeah. So we would all get highly intoxicated and a jam together. um We also had this um, rad rad band called valiant thor and now um future islands is another band that they were a few years behind us in school I and so that. yeah they're a, a great band so they really? all these amazing acts came out and then there was me and cat doing our acoustic lilith fair <sighs> I, I was so you know, I was you guys...
2: surprised by how haunted that town was it is
1: it is right yeah. so here's the other thing about cat cats cat can corroborate some of the things that happened when we were there because Excellent. we had them happen together mm-hmm. um you so that that. yeah but mm-hmm. you know cat cat was a photography an art person something i always wanted to bring up to you and i know that you destroyed the negative for this but when we first met we one of the first things that cat and i bonded over other than music um and perhaps blue ribbon was paranormal stuff Uh and Kat had a photograph and Kat take it away tell us about the photograph.
2: So we went to this small town school, obviously, that Emily talks a lot about and we had the privilege of living in the deep south. I say with (coughs) sarcasm (laughs) Um, when I lived in the same town that Emily uh, lived in when we were in college before I met you, actually pretty sure it was before I met you. I had it was. a terrifying experience in a small house um, that I lived on um, in this sleepy town. And uh, it's the typical thing where lights would flicker, um, you know, bowls would levitate in the
0: kitchen. I <laughs> have <laughs> No big deal. You know, I thought my like, and, and like fall most of or are... no, no, I have a question about this levitate thing. Okay, <laughs> Would they yeah. just like maglev hover in front of you? So, here,
2: Here's the deal. Let me set it up a, a little bit more because okay. um, that's the story, yes, but that I did not see that. Um, okay. We so okay. We I had one, two, three, four, I had f- five roommates at one time, because Emily, do you remember the rule about how many women can live in a house together? Yes.
1: In, in, the- in, in the state that we were in, in the County we were in, it was considered a brothel. If you... <laughs> but also on Sundays, so also on Sundays, you, a man could bring his wife to the County, uh, whatever, to the County courthouse steps and beat her. It was legal on Sunday. <laughs> So we would all kind of <laughs> yeah. stay away Aww. from the courthouse. <laughs> so so blowjobs were definitely out
0: in this place. No, no, oh, those were in. no, those, those were no, very those... In. Really, <laughs> no butt sex though.
1: No, that was oh, illegal. Yeah. Yeah, that no. was out. Okay. No, but you could also marry. It was, really, was kind of like. Is that true? Yeah, we, it was kind of like Footloose, <laughs> without Kevin Bacon, without <laughs> Kevin Bacon, and just with like the only music was EDM and Hootie and the Blowfish. So basically, there were
2: five girls living in the house at the time, right? Five women, okay. and the house was shaped like a like a C, and I lived on one of the one of the uh, the bits that poked out, right? So, and I had my se- a separate door that went out to the front. But then if I wanted to get to the rest of the house without going outside, I'd have to go through my roommate's room. Right. Oh, so okay. this is the, this, and that was the roommate that said that she saw bowls levitating in our kitchen. And I, I, I don't know why this happens, but sometimes I just, I don't believe it. Um, even though I'm experiencing the same thing. So I think I'm just, I was just like trying to calm my anxiety down about yeah. what was actually going on about the house. So um it was the kind of creepy, creepy house where you would walk around and you would feel as if someone was literally breathing right down your neck. And the kind of place where you remember when when you were a kid and and you would have people chase you or like you're chasing each other, and that's kind of that terror that would happen. You'd be like, ah! but you would laugh. Well, this is that invisible feeling of terror. Um and I would walk down one part of the hall and it all always corresponded with the base, of course, the basement door. Um, but we also had neighbors that lived above us. Um, and we would get, you know, footsteps and things like that. And I would walk around the back thinking my friend was home cause I used to skateboard and my friend that lived upstairs was a skateboarder and we would, you know, um, bomb Hills and do fun things like that. But, um, one time I heard footsteps and, I was like, oh, yeah, he's home. So I went around you know, to the back door and to go up to the to the top floor and no one was there. Um, things like that. Uh, a couple murders close by that oh. happened. Yeah, just, it was a really rough town. Um, mm-hmm. Just having a ton of college kids there is really, really rough. Anyway, <clears throat> so one... Uh, one of my roommates didn't really experience much, but the rest of us did flickering lights, uh, TV turning on and off by itself. The TV would always turn all the way up to channel 23, which was, I don't understand why we had this, but it was a NASA channel. Like you could just watch outer space and what people were doing in space. Do you remember that?
1: Did you? Oh my see? God. Why not? Why wouldn't you? I would love yeah. that.
2: Right. <laughs> it was just remember being creeped out like I would sit down on the couch and lights would blow out and so I started saying things to my roommates like guys like some do you guys feel something something's really weird so because I was a photography major I took pictures all the time and I was just fucking around and my friend was folding laundry in our front room oh this is so hard to talk about it was I feel like someone's punching me in the stomach right now and grabbing my throat. It was that traumatizing. I took a picture of my friend, uh, my roommate, who was the oldest. Um, She was like our mother hen, really. And I took a picture of her and she was folding the laundry. And when I got them developed, I was flipping through them. They're just bullshit pictures, right? Flipping flipping through them. And one of the photos had a ton of... um, of uh, little white streaks across it. So my first thought was, oh, that's cigarette smoke. And then my second thought was, well, wait a second. Let me, what, what is there? What is that? And I look and in that place where I always felt terrified, right by the basement door was the angriest face of a man just staring at me as if he hated me. It was fucking terrifying. Holy. It scared me so bad that I kept that photo for probably about two years and then weird shit started happening to me later that I thought like this guy had to follow me and back then I didn't vocabulary to explain what had happened you know not not like I have now where we actually have you know terms and stuff to, to explain it but I subconsciously thought he must have been following me because I had fucking crazy experiences after the we can talk about later, but th- that face, he was just, it wow. was terrible. Uh, and so that's the picture that I showed to Emily, but then I burned the picture because, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> now I'm like, damn it. Cause it was prime evidence um, of what was going on in that house. And, a lot more happened in that house that was I pretty also, I
1: I want to remind people that this was in the 90s. So this isn't a digital picture that you could fuck with and manipulate. This was yeah. just straight film back yeah. <laughs> back. So it's like the fuck.
0: So But like ha- the amount yeah. that it must have bothered you. Well, to, ha- to destroy it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there it, I am should I talk about the rest of it of what happened in that house because all right this is yes probably, this is probably the single most traumatizing experience of my entire life
1: just to mm-hmm. let you know and anyone listening cat it's this is probably gonna be another anessa two-parter because yeah holy shit so m- my story kind of goes back
2: like when i was about three or four years old i'm one of those people that has you know the gift um my mom would always ask me who i was talking to and i always always say the man in the closet named ghosty (laughs) and she's like well what does he look like i said he's 41 (laughs) oh was really sweet he's a really nice guy he used to sit down in my room um and make sure that i fell asleep and uh I always remember the first house I grew up in um, had that kind of, you know, spooky vibe. It was in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, um, where my dad was county commissioner at the time, and we—I li- I mean, no stoplight town. It's now literally a ghost town, literally. Oh no-
0: wow!
2: Yeah, it's amazing. But um, so I've had like, you know, the gift of being able to see uh, the seer my whole life. and uh, But things didn't really start ramping up until I was a teenager. Um, and when I was 19, that's when I lived in this house. Uh, mm. And uh, I would say, now I'm comfortable with it. It was pretty traumatizing. And I, I do have to say, I just got done watching uh, this Netflix show called Lock and Key. And it had a scene in there, which reminded me of what happened to me. But this is something I'm personally really interested in when it comes to paranormal stuff is trying to understand the difference between trauma and intuition and mm-hmm. untangling the two for myself. So <clears throat> that house that I lived in where I got the, the picture of the angry dude, um, I had multiple experience where, experiences where I would wake up in the middle of the night and someone would be standing in my room uh, one time, a guy came through, and he was native, and he was dressed in um, uh, <laughs> a blue sweatshirt and blue sweatpants, and had a headband. And he was tiptoeing through my room, and he looked at me, and I was wide awake. And he looked at me, and he—it's like I caught—I caught him in the act of you know, like walking through my room as a ghost and he turned towards me and he, he didn't know what to do, so he just goes, uh boop. Like stop
0: that. it. Swear <laughs> 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 to God. Oh my god. Sorry. My first day being a ghost. I thought I had to tiptoe, but didn't think you probably could hear my fucking feet because I don't really have them anymore. Uh I just I don't know. Boom. Literally What? <laughs> he just, <Cat>. Uh boom <laughs> <laughs> Nice
2: dude. Thanks. Thanks, nice ghost.
1: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that oh, one. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I will say I really feel that something about where we went to college—it was on the east coast, right by the water—and I've said this numerous oh. times to the point that people are like, "I've heard this, shut the fuck up." I'm like, "We get it, and we get it." I I'm really, I really feel like there's something about us being that close to the water. Yeah,
2: really
1: yeah, really amplified everything. And salt,
2: salt water mine. conducts electricity.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also, there was something, because you and I both started having, we'd had little things happening throughout our childhood, but this, when we went to this school, there's something about, you know, listen, let's talk about our favorite expression maker, Amy Allen. She talks about stuff being held in the earth, right? Mm -hmm. And something that I can't help but feel happened with us. There was something there It's an old, there's a lot of history there for everything from the Civil War to way before that with, you know, Native American people, that was their Mm -hmm. land. Um, Mm -hmm. And we, you know, came in and took it away from them. And that is a lot of the history there that I think, I don't know, there's something about it that when you come in and you're a lighthouse, it's just like, oh, the mosquitoes flock to you.
0: Obviously, I was not at school with you guys, but from the descriptions you've given, it sounds like a rowdy, boisterous party school where there's lots of energy being expelled from everyone all the time. So if there's already an undercurrent of shit going on in a paranormal way, it sounds like there's a lot to like feed off of also on top of that totally. so it's just like oh, totally. you know 19 yeah. 20 year old they, frat nudes
1: uh, <laughs> oh it goes you know, beyond I, that yeah. we were cat and i were friends with the people that this is before the days of jackass we were friends with the people that at parties they would tase each other in the balls just to see they what they felt tased like.
2: me because the motherfuckers t- i tased, tased me. me oh
1: well, I no i tased
2: each other really good. It's a skateboard culture, dude. It's like that whole, like, so to, to add to Mm -hmm. what you were talking about, um, that, you know, a lot of paranormal experiences happened on the East coast by water. I also have to say that the majority of my paranormal experiences happened also on the West coast near the water. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now I'm in Texas. I've had paranormal experiences here in Texas, but like three days after moving here, but um, the majority of the really intense, like I can actually see full body apparition type of experiences, have happened on both coasts. Um, yeah, so I'm totally in that same boat. And you know, thinking about it, uh, the majority of the people I know that we went to school with had an experience, which to me is kind of uncanny
0: that so that. Yeah, that's so that so many people. Experience. Yeah. yeah, it was
1: it was nuts. Well yeah. And you and so Cat and I, Cat and I have had shared experiences, and that's one of the yeah. we the first one we had was um, in uni. Her grandfather passed away, and Cat's um, family adopted me, and like I just I love Cat's family and, like unconditionally. For that. Um, And so Kat's grandpa passed away. So we drove, what was it, five hours, six hours? Yes, across the state Mm to his funeral. Um,
2: Yeah. 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 So the quarter story is fascinating to me because it's the first time that I've personally been affected by a physical object appearing out of nowhere. And I've heard stories where people have seen physical objects. Disappear right in front of them, uh, go halfway into a counter and come back out, like crazy time glitch stuff. But like this one was really sentimental and really beautiful, and I was so stoked that it was with you. I mean, do you yeah. remember our faces? And I just remember yes. the feeling when the quarter just fell on the ground, and both of us looked at each other, and we were like, like "I can't breathe." I remember not like number one, I was grieving uh, for pretty much the first time significantly, right? My family has a a tie with England and Scotland, and um, both of my parents uh, grew up for part of their lives in France, and my dad lived in Scotland. And my grandfather, when they lived in Scotland, took my dad uh, to the top of this hill, like Monument Hill, I can't remember the name of it, and it's a shame, um, in Edinburgh, in Scotland, and uh, pulled a penny out of his pocket and handed it to my dad and said, son, like." Bury this somewhere here. I want you to come back years later and come try and find it. It was so cute and sentimental. So when my dad told me that story, um, he inspired me to try to reach out to my grandfather using a quarter when he died. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I know it's cheesy, but I'm going to write this note and I'm going to say, you know, papa, you know, my Southern papa i like, Papa, if there's a payphone in heaven, I think this is in his casket, you guys. Papa, if, if, <laughs> if there's a payphone in heaven, use it. Call me. Here's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my dad put the quarter. I think, was it a Virginia quarter, Anne?
1: It, it a, Virginia was a Virginia state quarter.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I had him. I had him put. And Emily remembers a lot of this because you were basically, you know, there giving me hugs and and supporting me while I was grieving because it was pretty awful. But, um, but yeah, when we went back to university and we were we were there in my in my apartment and we're sitting. I think I was playing the guitar or something.
1: Yeah, uh, we were in your room, sitting on the bed, playing yeah. the guitar. And here's the other yeah. thing about Kat. she's fastidiously clean, whereas That's I am definitely. a disgusting yeah. slob. So her her room was like effing spotless. Well, it's how I manage my anxiety, guys. Come on. Yeah. Hello.
2: Hi. Yeah. Yes. Hi. I understand. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. it's like it's yeah nervous energy. Nervous mm-hmm. nervous energy. It's, nervous uh, energy still and the need for control. Totally. Yeah. Like God, get me a come over and exert so, some of
1: that shit in my house, please. I anyway, I
2: would, but we're not yeah. allowed to go anywhere. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, that fucking thing. Oh, damn. And you we'll get, um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll
0: get
2: there. Yeah. So I mean, the the quarter happened. It it just dropped in the middle of the floor, and it was audible, and it was unfucking believable. Wow. And both of us looked at each other. I just remember being like, "This is crazy." And what was significant to me about that day too is that my room felt different. And this has actually helped me in, with other paranormal experiences I've had. Um, more recently, um, it's helped me identify what's going on. I I walked in the room before that. And do you remember this? It was oddly damp. It was Mm -hmm. really, really really damp, like 5 a.m. lakeside type of humidity in the room. And so I just remember feeling like that's really weird because it wasn't raining outside. Um, But yeah, quarter popped out of nowhere. And I just... That's basically when my just fascination with uh, this whole thing kind of really, really ramped up was when that happened. And Emily was there. It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you Mm -hmm. still, does your grandfather still, like, contact you occasionally? Yeah, and he
2: he contacts my dad with pennies. So get this. My my dad goes to Edinburgh with my mom. So... I went to high school in London for the last bit of high school, right? So my parents um, would travel all over Europe because, I mean, it was like an hour away. So they they took the train up to, to Scotland, and my dad went and looked for the penny. And um, this is so fucking cool. He gets to the top of the Monument Hill and goes right back to the place. He, he says he never forget it. He goes right to the corner, and he's poking around, and he can't find it. And right at that moment, out of all people to walk around the corner was a dude with a metal detector. Okay, this is like a historic public place. I'm sure people detect, you know, but uh, so my dad, he he doesn't take signs lightly. You know, he, that's something that I've always learned from him that, you know, uh, coincidences is, is there's always probably something more going on. So <clears throat> he asked the guy for help, and they ended up finding a, a British penny. Like, what's that called, Anne? I don't know. Mm, British penny.
1: A penny. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one pence. Why are you Brit so cold? I'm sorry. It's just it's one pence.
2: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they found a tense, but it was like, it was old. And I think it was around the year that they were there together. It, it was just amazing. And then my dad actually had late years later had to have emergency brain surgery, like out of nowhere. And he was by himself and he turned and he looked and there was a random penny on the floor. So he knew it would be okay. And he went in mm-hmm. and he's recovered. Um, he should have been dead. It's just unbelievable things like that. So, oh my God. um, yeah, so i I believe that my every time a random corner falls out of something, I'm just like, huh, I wonder if wonder if that's Papa talking to me now, you know, but nothing nothing super significant that I can think of right now. But, yeah, anyways.
0: I had done the same thing when my grandfather passed away, like a bunch of us wrote okay. notes, but I wrote notes too. And I wrote him a note and left it. And I've seen him in dreams before. And when I've gone and stayed, um the house, Sadly, is not there anymore. It was torn down. A new house was built. But the house they used to have in Florida, I went and stayed by myself. And I went with a friend once. And we used to wake up, and I was like, Why is that light on in their bedroom? Is that on a timer? I like, it got to the point where I ended up like calling my uncle who took care of stuff there. And I was like, Is the is there a timer on any of the lights here? You know, like, should I know about this? Because every morning we keep waking up and, like, the nightlight on grandpa's night table is on on his side of the bed, you know? Wow. And he's like, no, yeah. nothing, nothing is on a timer in that house.
1: I will say, Pat's uh, grandpa gave us both a gift to each other, which is uh, the funeral took place, I think it was November, wasn't it? And it was in the mountains um, in the south. So it was January. Was it January? Okay. Something it was like really, that. um, it was really effing cold, but there were ladybugs everywhere. Mm-hmm. They were swarming Every- everywhere. And so, yeah, this is huge because <clears throat> had it not been for you pointing
2: it out, I wouldn't have been aware of what was happening. And those ladybugs had been by my side for 20 something years now. Yeah. Every significant thing that happens in our lives where I'm shitting myself, like, right before the birth of my my son, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Papa, Papa, like, I need a fucking ladybug, dude. Like, please. And I've literally said those words out loud and spoken them into the air, and a ladybug has come flying and hit me in the fucking face. Straight (laughs) up. Yeah. Like, in the middle... I'm, like, in the middle of a lake in Honduras, like, on assignment. (laughs) I was a photojournalist, and I'm, like, down in Honduras on assignment. And there's this, like, I'm in the middle of a lake trying to cross into a remote area. And I get this weird feeling. And then, (laughs) ladybug. And then I go home and find out that my Mima has fallen ill. And that was the beginning of her her, uh, going into home. Like, I mean, it's all the time. Right before surgery – I go in, and I'm kind of freaking out, and I get my vitals checked, and the nurse, I'm on the second floor interior of the, sorry, I'm on the second floor interior of the hospital where I'm getting my vitals checked, you know, pre-op, mm-hmm. and which both of you know very well. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God, yeah.
0: Familiar.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And the nurse puts the oxygen um, reader on my finger and goes, "I don't know why, but there's been a little ladybug crawling around this thing all morning." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to be what? fine." Oh it's my so god! So many, like so many. Emily too, and we end up calling each other now when we see them.
1: It's a, it's a, it's like our bat signal. So after we both graduated college, and I was with Jam Band. Funk jazz fusion. I live in a school bus guy. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, we woke up. We all have them. I am sorry. I'm sorry. Still, the the was better than the jazz. <laughs> funk. Funk jazz fusion. Woo. Jam band. Um, but after a hard hard night of the drinking, woke up and sitting there having a, a cup of coffee, and there on one of the dirty pint glasses crawling around the rim of it is a ladybug and I immediately knew I have to call Kat and mm-hmm. Kat you'd been uh, uh saying with your mum and dad for a bit figuring things out and I called and your mom answered the phone and she said you just missed her she left she decided yesterday that she's moving to Colorado mm-hmm. and uh, you just left and now and it's been like that for the past 20 years every time there's a big life something going on with either one of us we see a ladybug and we know immediately I have to call her and see what's going on, and see if she's okay. In mm-hmm. every single time, every single time.
2: Yeah. It's, and it's like, it's this, it's this, for me, it's this feeling of safety, of calm, of, mm-hmm. you know, all just being looked after. Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it helps us, it reminds us that, you know, because cats, my family, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just that reassurance of oh hey I need to make sure everything's I need to check in with her right now and make sure she's okay because invariably every time either of us sees a ladybug um, and we'll call the other one and there's something going, going on, on. Oh, always
2: going on. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah I can't think of any stuff like that that I have with anyone where it's like a blatant sign like you know, your cat's talking about seeing like full apparitions or always having seen things in the sight, you know, and I haven't I have like weird dreams and stuff, but I've more heard things. like I was mm-hmm. the kid in class who'd sit in the back row and still turn around because I'd always hear my name being called behind me. Oh, and I'm dude. like, yeah oh no, no one's back there. Uh, it's just the, the end of the classroom is there like usual. Okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, I haven't really seen that much and I don't know if it's because I can't, or if because I just think I'm going to have a heart attack if I do. And I've sort of been like, I don't want to see anything ever.
2: (laughs) It just, it always depends. It's like, you know, I, so many people have so many different versions of a gift of being able to, I, I call it a gift, sorry. Like, that's what my family
0: calls it. No, so, I feel, I like, like hearing sometimes that the because hurt. I'm such a frady cat about everything yeah. that I would prefer hearing it like
2: that. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I feel, I feel like so many people have different versions of, you know, or different abilities, um, mm-hmm. like being clairaudient, like you, you're clairaudient if you're hearing, you know, spirit talk to you, um, that kind of thing. But um the full body apparitions that I've seen um are few and far between. I mean those are it's not like all the all the time that this happens and I actually um have had a few of them and I've actually had (laughs) half body apparitions show up before which is extremely confusing.
1: (laughs) it's like why is there half of you? I was wondering if you would mind talking about when you stayed in my apartment for three weeks.
2: I wasn't sure if I should map up, but here we are. Yeah.
1: Alright. So well the year yeah. Ones. I mean because just because it just because that that ended up that haunting ended up lasting through yeah. one, two, three, four, f- five moves with me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Over over the case yeah. of over it, the space of shit. It was happened in 2008 Ugh, and it, it's it stopped 2007 so it, it lasted nine years
2: yeah yeah that was a rough one dude yeah so like everybody that moves to Los Angeles you need a friend with a couch uh, mm-hmm. Emily was my friend with a couch um, I had literally sold all of, thank you literally sold all my gear packed up the car sold my camera gear and Emily gave me two weeks of a couch and it was amazing except for the fact that I had one of the most terrifying experiences with a ghost I've ever had oh my uh, God. that continued to haunt Emily for years uh I was asleep one night I don't know why they love waking you up um it's rude right it's, it's so fucking rude like come like- the fuck on like why it's three? Why three? Three thirty. Three thirty-three. It's hard
0: enough to sleep. Like, <laughs> so fucking
2: rude.
0: Awful.
2: <laughs> anyway, so, sorry. No, no, you're good. So I was sound asleep, and I woke up not because of a sound or a movement or anything like that. I woke up because of a feeling. I had an extreme feeling of someone hating me. Hate like like wanting to kill me, hate me. Whoa. And and I just remember kind of opening my eyes and slowly, slowly, you know, opening my eyes and trying to get a read of the room and then f- seeing the only way I can explain it is an empty, just the outline of a man. And around the outline of him was electric blue color it was just like electricity around him and he was telling me not not physically but telling me in my mind's eye it was basically like i'm gonna kill you i hate you so much
0: oh my god
2: and you know like any normal person i just roll over and go back to bed. <laughs> but like it was terrifying really and yeah swear to god oh. yeah. yeah
1: so the apartment and- that it was in was built in the 80s It's not like it was an old school Hollywood apartment. Mm -hmm. It was in the 80s. And so, my roommate in that apartment, who I'm still really good friends with, had really, really crazy mood swings living there. Like, really. Wow she was angry she was so door door
2: slamming angry angry. for no reason explosive out of nowhere and mind you like she was super super nice um yeah and and kind towards me but then would have the and so I I never put two and two together until later in fact I never told Emily that I had this experience until way
1: later and then I yeah. didn't tell Kat what was happening after she left, which is I would wake up because I was hearing a man's voice going, Emily, Emily, wake up. Emily, wake up. I what? didn't have any of that hate stuff happen, oh but I never felt like I was alone again. after. Yeah. I, so I, after that apartment, I moved into an apartment by myself, which was built in the 20s. And that apartment felt fine. There was nothing wrong with that apartment. But it was... <laughs> cat's making Which, a yeah. oh god damn it we'll, uh, we'll the one that, that i one helped you do too? no a different Wait. one all right that was a different one so yeah. um and okay. then i moved in with my uh my now husband we <laughs> we, we moved in after dating for three months um such a lesbian i, I, was I just know gonna right say that i'm a u-haul baby oh my goodness oh yeah. yeah um So, moved in with him, and then we moved to a place, the apartment in East LA that I've told you about, that you felt angry as soon as you walked in the door, and again, there I would hear the, it was only when I was asleep, it was only when I was asleep I would wake up, because I was hearing someone telling me to wake up, then after we moved into our house, yeah, we were in our house where our daughter, where we had our, our daughter, we got married there, we had our kid not physically there at the hospital down the street, but you know what I'm saying. Um, And I would constantly feel someone standing next to the bed. And I'm sorry, only in LA, a dog walker was a psychic. And she would tell me about, she would.
0: (laughs) 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 We'll just take a moment. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I mean, God bless her. Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. She Did was she like, have a Oh, car? you're having a boy. I can feel No. She's like, I, I feel like you're having a boy. You've got a really strong energy, like about the baby that you're carrying. And I was like, All right. And I kind of felt I mean, like I was having baby. a boy too, but then we found out it was a girl and I was like, Oh cool, I bet she is such a tough cookie. I'm like, mm. I mean she, Maybe she's she picking the up stereotype. on the Okay, let's not. um Oh, what the dog walker? Yeah, that's it. Um, I thought you were talking about my kid. Uh, God,
0: please don't. Anyway, Mommy.
1: so and you know, here's the thing. So you know, when when we moved out of that house, we had issues before we left, and I really do not feel that who this person was that's been following me. I know that it wasn't him in my kid's room. I just know it wasn't. It wasn't him. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know who it was. Our dog walker told me. (laughs) I'm
2: sorry. (laughs) Is that where the orbs were?
1: Yeah. So our dog walker told me that there was someone in our neighborhood who patrolled the neighborhood. And part of their path was through the end of our back garden. And the end of our back garden, nothing grew. Ever. Nothing. We tried to plant grass back there. Nothing would grow. It was creepy as buck. There was a swing set back there that we would go back and be like, you know, we had a baby swing back there. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, it was awful. Anywho, so that shit happens, and we moved into our new house where we are now. And again, I'm waking up, and it gets it gets more intense, and I'm starting to hear it more. Emily, wake up. Emily, wake up. <sighs> and so, my husband doesn't know I did this. So, hey, guess what? Um, I got a, one of my girlfriends that had her house cleansed. And so I had someone come over who had cleansed my girlfriend's house and she came over and we sat and we talked and she asked me what I was picking up on and we both said essentially the same shit, that I felt like it was someone who was a guy in his 20s. I felt like it was someone who was full of self-hatred because their family didn't accept whatever lifestyle they had chosen to have. Um, It was from the 90s. I felt that he was a white skinny guy with bleach blonde hair, um, some earrings, like silver earrings. Um, and that he had died by his own hand, but not suicide, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. self destructive. Um and both like Kat and I when we Yeah, like so like and here's the thing, Kat and I both felt and we we talked about this after the fact and we were both on the same page. And it was like, oh you felt okay, because me too. And it was like, I felt like he had died in a car crash that resulted in a fire. You know what I'm saying? And he was angry. And um, <clears throat> and things were starting to ramp up in our house, like kind of seeing the things again out the corner of your eye. And I was like, I'm not having this shit keep happening. It's been going on since 2008, and this was 2017. So <clears throat> here's the thing. She came over. We talked about it. <clears throat> and we did this kind of ceremony thing where it was like, letting him know that he was loved and that it was okay. And that I'm sorry that he, that he had that much self-hatred because of the people around him who were supposed to love him and accept him and that he had had to it's, it, the last years of his life were filled with that and that he was loved and it was okay. And he could go and move on. And immediately shit changed in our house and so one of the things that I've done with my daughter since she was a baby is um, I love Harry Potter and I have the the British audiobooks with Stephen Fry reading them because (laughs) they use the correct words it's a it's a bin it's not a trash can and so um, we would listen to the audiobooks every time we were eating a meal and my computer had shit the bed um, a few days before this woman came and cleansed our house. And it was sitting on the kitchen table, totally dead, not plugged in. Um, and I'm feeding my daughter. She was a year and a half and I was feeding her dinner. And suddenly Harry Potter started playing from my dead computer. And it was almost like this person was being like, you know, thank you. Because um, that's something that we associate with good stuff, you know. Um so, and it's not, I haven't had that person around since, but that was nine years of them Of waking up to hear a guy saying, Emily, wake up.
0: Where did you pick him up?
1: It was at the apartment in LA. That apartment. That, the one that, that you, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. And he just like hung out?
1: Yeah. What? I guess it's like, what like is a backpack. What's your
0: lighthouse show. feature that you just have stalker ghosts?
1: <laughs> It's because I'm British and they like my accent. Yeah, you're I not honestly, the only British person. I know. I honestly don't know. I think it goes <clears throat> with that that empath thing that we were talking about, where you want to help people and you want to fix people. And yeah. so, I don't know if it's someone who. Here's the thing, Kat. Am I? Can I let me know after I say this if you want to cut it out of the episode? I can't help but feel like. Maybe a few, two or so years before you came to stay with us, you'd come out of the closet to your family and to everybody around you. And I can't help but feel this guy's hatred towards you was because you came out of the closet and your family was like, we love you. We love you no matter what.
2: Well, I wish that's how it happened. But um, yeah,
1: (laughs) basically. Yeah. But like... You
2: know they what I mean? Like, they we came around to that. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to. to yeah, no, no, no. Yes, no, but no. Like, eventually I did mean, come around to that feeling. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. I, I had the same exact thought when well. you were talking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's I. I, had, I thought, and again, here we go with the satellite transmission. Um, you said that, and I thought, oh my god, he had so much self hatred. That's why he was so angry at me, because mm-hmm. I'm queer and had come out already oh my god makes
1: so much sense yeah yeah so
0: i mean it wasn't a hate it was just a jealousy
1: it wasn't Mm -hmm. like you know Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's seeing someone else an acceptance of who they are yeah and being able to have that acceptance from their family and not be disowned and cut off Mm -hmm. and alone alone Mm -hmm. and um and channeling that anger um, and sadness into self-destructive yeah. behavior.
2: And I remember the feeling it was palpable. It was palpable anger that made me feel afraid. Like I, like he was coming after me. And it was pretty, pretty, pretty scary. Um, but, you know, again, you wake up the next day and <laughs> carry on.
1: I think, I think... Um, You know what? Joy.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I think maybe this is a to be continued.
0: Oh, for sure. I feel like we've been flapping our gums for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: um, you know what? Cat. Mm. Cat. Yeah. Cat, let's kick it for, uh, for our next episode. Let's do it. Okay, so until then, thanks to Purple Hyphen Planet.
0: That's right. dot com. <laughs> dot, com dot com. Check us out at um, the underscore. My favorite part ahead. <laughs> the underscore residuals underscore podcast. On Instagram. That's right.
1: And uh, so this is. <laughs>
2: Weasels dot com Send us send us an
1: Send us an email to the residuals podcast at gmail dot com. Send us your stories. Send us your questions. Send us the things you're grateful for. Hey, can we do a quick gratitude? Uh quick quarantine gratitude corner?
0: Sure.
1: For things that you're grateful for in this shit sandwich of a time?
0: Shit sandwiches.
1: Uh, um, uh, you go first. Who? Cam? You. No, okay. Joy. Me? Joy Sif.
0: I'm grateful for... Um... <laughs> I don't even fucking know today. it was hard. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, God, so Today hard. It was hard. I'm grateful for um, the PS4 in my living room. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I'm grateful for all of the healthcare workers that are still fucking out there doing their shit. Um, And with all of the misinformation and nonsense, I'll tell you two people that I'm actually grateful for, for realsies. I'm for real grateful for Andrew Cuomo because he's Mm. actually been a fucking logical... Realistic okay. motherfucker during this whole thing, so I'm that real happy. Is,
1: uh, and then, his nipples.
0: That's another discussion. <laughs> um, and then I'm also grateful for uh, Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC because that's like the only that is like the number one like current events podcast I go to just to try and like figure out what the fuck is happening because uh, I don't get a lot of time to. You know, I don't have time where I'm driving from my house to the studio now to listen to a podcast. And I don't have time when I'm driving to go pick my son up from school because he's not in school. And he hasn't been in school for like a month. Um, But, yeah. Is that
1: something you're grateful for? Because it sounds like you are. uh,
0: Yeah, I'm grateful. (laughs) I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Did you not hear any of that? I said I was grateful for all of this stuff. Kat,
2: what are you grateful for? I am absolutely 10,000% grateful for everyone that's staying home because I can now hear the birds and I can actually hear, I'm like sleeping soundly because there's not a lot of like fucking atmospheric noise. I am super stoked and grateful for my family members who are nurses. Uh, One of my family members is an ER nurse. They fucking rule. Mm-hmm. Um, to all the people who are, like, doing really funny things right now, um, well, I also don't want to sound like an ass, too, because a lot of people are going through a lot of grief right now, too. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah, grateful, grateful for the silence. It's really, 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 really nice that everything's kind of slowing down for a hot
1: second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm grateful for the ability to support our local restaurants by grocery shopping there um, and the fact that one of them had British Cadbury's Easter eggs <sighs> um, I'm grateful I'm grateful for the new Trolls movie man oh shit oh, I was so, good. so grateful so good Boom. so deep so good I do have questions why is Branch's hair black? The end of the last movie, he got happy. It turned blue. Maybe he stopped taking his Zoloft. Who knows? I don't know. But love You've that seen movie. Did
2: Zoloft?
1: I did say Zoloft.
2: No, Zoloft.
1: No. Um, I'm grateful that we get to do this. I'm grateful that I get to see two of my favorite people and talk with you guys about my favorite topic. I adore you two. This, like... I'm so happy that we get to do this podcast and for technology that allows us to do it because it makes it's it makes me feel so happy to have this connection with you guys but I hope that it also provides it provides a just a window of time for people listening to remove themselves emotionally and mentally from what's going on right now and just yep. kind of you know what I mean yep escape and I am grateful for my puppies that are about to come and cuddle me. Hi. Can you see her? Hi. Hello. Sure, that's not a weasel. Shut up. She is not a ferret. The eyes are she not squinty delicious. enough. She's delicious. She's <laughs> delicious. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful for you guys, and I'm grateful that um, I'm grateful for everyone staying home. I'm grateful for my aunt in the UK who's a midwife. And just really, you know, helping reassure, you know, mums-to-be that everything's going to be okay and being that that face of calm and reassurance during a very stressful time that is twofold. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm grateful for the comedy that my childless friends have been (laughs) giving me. I'm just having my bum bit by a three-year-old who likes to tell us she has it, she tits. So I don't know about you guys, but I think I won. I think I won. Yeah, you She's, win. She's beautiful. She's soul. a comedian. She is something. So on on that itchy tit note, um yeah. let's r- come back to Kitty in our next episode. You wanna yeah. do that? Alright. Until then Don't be
0: afraid of the dark But I will.
1: Obviously. Clearly.
0: Obviously. I will for all of you. If you guys don't want it anymore, I'll just take it.
1: And in the meantime, wash your fucking hands. God damn it. Just don't even go anywhere.
0: Don't touch anything. Just
1: Stay home. Wash your hands. And put your hands. On knees.
0: Just sit there. Don't don't go outside mm. <laughs> Don't don't lick anything. But wear a it's, fucking it's mask if you do go outside. Yes. Like stop fake
2: coughing. It's not funny.
1: No. Ugh. No, it's not. Dickheads. Yeah. Alright. Well, okay, itchy tits. Until then. See you later. Bye. Bye.
0: You want to do that? Sure. That's fine. Unless you just want to trail off and be like, to be continued, motherfuckers.
1: And then it'll just be, be me
0: going, look at that weasel, 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 weasel.